Welcome back to another daily walk here on Our Walk in Christ. And today we want to talk a little bit about being diligent to study your scriptures and being diligent to examine your scriptures, especially when somebody wants to come up and teach you things, including myself. I make this video because I got to think about this. Now, part of this is the verses that we talked about in, in church last week. And, and some of this is actually just some other observations and a few other conversations I've had this past week. But I've seen an uptick once again in the sales of The Art of Shallow Neighboring. The only book I don't actually actively promote other than the occasional mention in a video here and there. And uh, it's also the biggest selling book because what happens is a whole lot of churches will start doing the art of neighboring. And I can always tell when somebody does the art of neighboring church program because I'll see an uptick in books. And I really wish that I could actually see where they're doing these. One of them I actually looked at and I actually predicted and saw somebody said, hey, it was the city I used to live in. They're like, hey, all the churches are doing this thing you wrote a book about. And I look and indeed I'm seeing all these sales and I presume that they were going to that general region because there's going to be a small amount of people who are discerning, but there's also going to be a lot of people who look at this and go, eh, I don't know, man. And there's going to be a lot of people that are like, oh, this guy wrote something against what my pastor's saying from the pulpit. My pastor must be God. Therefore, he's wrong. You know, i.e. me is wrong. So I mean, why do you trust some weird guy on the internet rather than the pastor who is in your pulpit preaching about being a good neighbor? We know that the Bible says to be a good neighbor. And I'm not disparaging being a good neighbor. My problem with the book, The Art of Neighboring, is this entire absolute rank heresy from cover to cover. They have 12 Bible verses and only three of them are actually quoted in context. Several scripture verses are used completely out of context, completely wrong. They completely misdefine what the concept of the the greatest commandments. They literally start utilizing the greatest commandment, redefined as loving your neighbor as yourself. And that's not what Jesus says. Very interesting. Read the book if you haven't. Particularly read the apology at the end. But what we're looking at here is um, uh, is in the book of Acts. We find this spot here when Paul is traveling around. At one point in time, he is uh, basically exiled from one town, and he ends up going to Berea. So it picks up in Acts 17, and we're going to look at verses um, 10 and 11. The brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away at night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica. For they received the word with great eagerness, and they examined the scripture daily to see whether these things were so. So what we see is Paul comes in, the greatest preacher of the time, and the apostle Paul shows up, and uh, he starts telling them things. Now, in some churches, what we end up seeing is that we saw that the great apostle Paul would come in, he would start teaching, everyone's like, I believe, and that's great, that's awesome. But what they never did, they never stopped and examined the scriptures, they never stopped. Now, listening to the apostle Paul, great, that's awesome. When we are listening to our Bible today, that's awesome, that's exactly what we need to be doing, listening to and paying attention to our Bible, because that is the one authority, the one The one infallible thing in our world is the Word of God. Everything else has the possibility of fallibility, including this crazy guy on the internet right now. But the question is, are you actually examining and filtering everything through the scriptures? 
what happens now is your pastor shows up or some other pastor shows up or you find some other guy online. Like for an example, somebody sent me a video this week and for the most part is a wonderful pastor. The question uh, that the guy was addressing is, you know, th there's there's these churches, there's Bethel and Elevation. I was actually surprised Ele Elevation was in the list, but Bethel, Elevation and Hillsong. Uh, all of them teach more aberrations of the gospels. Like Bethel's crazy. Um, Hillsong is just flat out word faith and Elevation, I'm pretty sure that's going to come out as the next biggest cult. Uh, but nevertheless, we see all these churches and the question is, can I listen to their music? Because their music is starting per to pervade Christendom. And it was a fabulous analysis of the music, but at the same token, there was a lot of what the guy said that was absolutely spot on. Mm, I'm going to watch some more of this guy. He's great. There's some few things he says. It's like, eh, I don't quite agree with that because the scripture says X, Y, or Z. Okay, so the question is, is this the meat on the bone? I'm going to listen to what's good and just ignore the bone. No, it's not meat on the bone because there's a distinct difference between the meat and the bone. This is the poison on the meat. You have a hard time dissecting the two. Now, this guy, this pastor, he was a very, very mature guy who could spot and dissect that, but the average person could not. We see similar statements to this call to examine things. And sometimes when people are like, you know, I, I think you're just being too... Uh, you're just being too too hard, too black and white maybe, too whatever. I was accused by being too black and white by people. Yeah, that, that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21, examine everything carefully. Hold fast that which is good. Verse 22, abstain from every form of evil. We are called to examine everything carefully. So as the churches are starting to push out the new Go and redeem your neighbor by throwing a black party of salvation or a fish fry of, uh, what did I say the fish fry was in the book? I don't know. We have the, the invitation of the gospel of peace and the, 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 I don't know, the fish fry of something. I forget. It's been a while since I wrote that book. But the point is that I wanted to make is that if your church starts doing a big program like the Art of Neighboring or some other big program like it, if critically evaluate it. Don't just take it for gospel truth that that book is sound. Even if you look at it, and, and what I saw so many people do is they, they'll take that book and they'll go, oh, wow, well, it's, it's good primer to help you help you think you along on, on being a good neighbor. No, the book is rank heresy. It is rank heresy. Now, is there a problem with getting to know your neighbor? No, that's a basic thing. When you are a true child of God and the scripture dominates your life, you're going to know your neighbor. You're going to be a good neighbor. You're going to knock on their door when their window is open, when it's raining outside so their car doesn't get soaked. You're going to help them out with things. You're going to carry in the groceries if they're an elderly person. These are things that are naturally going to come to you. The fact that we need an entire book to teach us to go and help the neighbor carry the groceries in but the entire book twists every single verse out of context to drive home a point not found in Scripture. That is a problem. And so when your pastor stands up and starts promoting the latest and greatest fad book, take that book and examine it carefully according to the Word. Now, I would hope that the pastors would examine it carefully. That's the purpose of a pastor. But of course, a lot of these modern churches want to do what they weigh with the concept of a pastor. Of course, a pastor is a person who guides, who directs, who, who, who shepherds. I, I'm here recording this in a, in a big field. 
All right, so I'm here in this big field. And if I had a big old flock of sheep here, the pastor is to make sure the sheep doesn't wander off into the corner. The pastor is to make sure the sheep doesn't eat the poison berries over here. The sheep, the pastor's job is to guide and to direct the sheep, to move them in the direction they're going. That's the role the pastor is supposed to have. But a lot of these church growth books and church growth teachers in Art of Neighboring is part of that, that group. The the entire idea they say well we want to do away with a pastor because it's too archaic we want to use the word leader well there's a fundamental difference between a leader and a pastor and i actually have a whole video on that so summarizing it briefly a pastor keeps people in line as they go about the, the tasks that they're commanded to do we as christians should have a calling from god on our life that we should get out and we should do the things that god has us do and that our pastor should guide us and direct us making sure we're not going off in bad areas a leader wants to say everyone everyone's got to get together and follow me follow me we're all heading this way we're all heading this way that is being the holy spirit in somebody's life that's a problem that's a problem all of this happens because we are failing to open up the scriptures to be the good Brians and examine these teachings to the scriptures to see if what they are saying is true. And that is your command. You might find a great book. You might hear about your church might be doing some new, new book and you're coming down and go, oh, well, let's examine this guy. You open up, you examine it. It's like, wow, there's a lot of truth in here. Awesome, let's do it. But then you have books coming down the pipeline and more often than not, coming out of the, the, the Christian groups, more often than not, it's not good books. It's bad books. They're coming on down the pipeline. So with that, that's kind of where I want to leave you at. Um, we talked about the, the book, The Art of Neighboring. I'll go ahead and have a, have a link up here uh, to uh, show you where to, uh, where to find that book. You can get it anywhere you can order. Actually, I don't know if you can get it anywhere you can order books online because that's only distributed in a few different places. Anyway, I'll have the main page which has all the purchase links that I know of there. Uh, Amazon for sure, a few other places. Uh, so with that, uh, thanks for coming along, guys. I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.